Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Game Global Podcast, hosted by Kieran Callum. <laughs> Best advice ever. Okay, I am very excited about this conversation that we're about to have. Very, 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 very excited. One more time, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I really do. Thank you. You could be anywhere in the world right now, but you're choosing to be here with me and it's not gone unnoticed. So thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another episode of the Game Global Podcast. I'm Kieran, and as I always say, this is the show that's here to give you some tips and tools and resources that you can use to smash your dating and your sexual goals. Now, with me today, I have a good friend called Sarah, who is basically here to speak about the dangers of what can happen, basically, when a man gets far too needy and far too possessive and essentially starts to act like a little bit of a psychopath so Sarah thank you for being here hello yes hi thank you can you tell everybody a bit about you and the specific situation that you have kind of found yourself in and how that came to pass pretty much to round it up for everyone it does sound silly when I say it out loud but I started a long distance relationship with somebody who lived in another country and we had this going for about two years and I finally went to go see him and it turned out to be really physically and mentally abusive so I got myself out of this situation but I've found myself dealing with harassment for the past 10 months that I can't really do anything about because it's all from online and unfortunately like the police can't do much either because he's in another country so yeah I'm just like stuck in this situation (laughs) that isn't that fun. Okay so before we speak about the specific situation you got into a relationship with someone you'd never actually met? No yeah we've never actually met we kind of just connected through Instagram and we knew each other for a little bit and then things kind of just turned into something. <laughs> oh, so you were obviously just like DMing each other, video chats, that sort of thing, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. We'd like talk every day, video chat every day. Our families, we were even close to each other. It was a weird situation. Well, that in itself is an unusual situation because... From my experience, anyway, most women wouldn't necessarily get that close to someone they'd never met. Now, I don't mean this as an attack on you. What I'm saying is you essentially must be like a very warm and trusting person. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit too trusting. (laughs) Tell me, like, when you met this guy, what did he do in person that set off all of these red flags? Like, what happened? Something super silly. So he was completely fine and it was actually New Year's Eve. We were only about one drink in, so we weren't intoxicated or anything. But what set him off was he did a lot of nitpicking on a lot of stuff that you would do. And he asked me to fill his glass with juice, which is no problem. I was happy to do that. So I go and do so and I didn't put enough juice in the glass for him. Seriously? So, so he, he made a comment and I just simply asked, you know, can you just stop nitpicking me? And it was just like he hit a switch. He went from completely normal to a completely different person. Just in that moment there? 
Yeah, just in that moment. So everything is fine up until then. You're with your boyfriend yeah. finally. It's Christmas, New Year's. You're really happy. This is blissful. It's amazing. You're finally together. And then he asks you to fill up his glass with juice and you don't put enough in and then he just flips out. <laughs> yeah. It kind of like started escalating slowly after that because I tried to get away from him, you know, for space because he was obviously not, I wasn't comfortable being around him. And yeah, he like wouldn't let me out of the room, which like resulted in the physical abuse. And yeah, it was just, it's crazy how someone can just change from okay to not okay. How long did this go on for before you ended it? What happened after that? Well, I was in a different country, so I was actually stuck there for another two weeks after this happened. And <laughs> so I was alone. I, it was kind of weird, but he apologized and I really had no other choice but to pretend everything was okay. And so afterwards, when I got back home, it took about five months or maybe about seven months to finally finalize it just because he was really manipulative and he had a way to keep me. So, yeah, it took quite a while, but it just goes to show how hard it is for women to get out of like those abusive situations. What sort of stuff did he do to keep you, especially considering the fact that you guys weren't in the same country? So. Mm -hmm. How did yeah. he manage to pull that off? Um, he was actually just trying to come to Canada. So he was spending a lot of money on lawyers to get his citizenship. And because of that, me ending it with him was pretty much throwing that all away. And um, honestly, I know that does sound bad, but um, he was denied three times to come into Canada. So it was kind of past my like ability to help him anyway even if we were to do anything further what is going on right now where this guy's concerned what what is the current situation i haven't talked to him oh my since like probably november of last year or october around that time and right now he all he does is he makes fake instagram accounts and just harasses me, just like really childish stuff. He'll send messages, he'll send emails. But knock on wood, it hasn't happened for two days, so. <laughs> hold on, hold on. It hasn't happened for two days? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just so we're clear, you just said it hasn't happened for two days. Like, that's a big deal. Like, whoa, I've gone two <laughs> days without hearing from this guy. Right, right. I know, I've been dealing with, dealing with this for 10 months. He... The longest period of him not doing anything, I think, was like a month and a half. And that was a breath of fresh air for sure. All right, but by and large, so this guy's just hitting you up daily and <laughs> yeah. throwing abuse your way. Yeah, pretty much. Just the most, like, silly things. Is he attacking you? Is he, like, saying you're a bitch, you're this, you're that, you're a cunt? Or is he oh. begging you to take him back? Or is he trying to crack jokes to make you laugh? Like, what does this look like? Oh, it's definitely pretty, like, lots of name calling. He'll call me the cunt word or a bitch or a whore. And because I do sex work and because I'm doing camming, when I was with him, I wasn't allowed. It was a really controlling situation. I wasn't allowed showing my body 
off to other people. So now that I'm doing that freely, he doesn't like that. So he he tries to hurt me. <laughs> he attempts to anyway by calling me a lot of stuff based off my camming work. And he also will send messages like that I'm lying about this situation or he's wanting an explanation. I'm definitely not going to be reaching out to him anytime soon or if ever. <laughs> All right, so you started camming after you split with him, right? Or was it before? Yeah. After. Way after. Yeah. Way after. Oh. Did you ever express any kind of interest in doing anything like that when you were with him? Yeah, I actually was thinking of selling my panties to whoa people in my area, and <laughs> that that Jesus, <laughs> whoa! Like we just, we just went from zero to a hundred. Jesus, oh, <laughs> Jesus! Sorry, sorry. No, no, no! Don't do. don't apologize at all. It's just I wasn't expecting to hear that. <laughs> yeah, right. I should have prepared you a little yeah. more. Right? All right, all right. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, carry on though. <laughs> um, but no, like I brought that up because. <laughs> Uh, I needed extra money, right? And uh, he he was not for it. That's let's just say that. <laughs> it's very vanilla, very straight edge. Uh, what I'm basically curious is, right, and not to throw any blame your way, that's not what I'm trying to do, but did any of this stuff contribute to this guy freaking out? And the reason why I ask this is because I've seen you, I know what you look like, and I know that you're incredibly good looking. That then means that there's a potential for you to attract, like when you get with guys, for them to, oh, if I lose her, if I lose her, this is mine, I can't lose her, this is mine. You know? No. Yeah, you know, I could see that would make sense, but I... The two years that we were together, I I lived at I lived in a small town. Sorry, at the time. And sorry, sorry. How long were you together? Two years. Oh, okay. Yeah, carry on. And I completely isolated myself. I actually didn't see anyone. I I moved away from the city with all my friends. So I didn't see anybody. It was literally just me and him. He alone in himself created issues like he would go in my instagram followers and find men that would like like my photos and then be like who is this and like make up that like i was seeing them behind his back and it was the craziest stuff but no i was extremely faithful to him and it was actually quite toxic now that I look back at it. <laughs> I'm not asking if you weren't faithful. That's not it at all. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. No, no, but, yeah, but I'm saying I'm not doubting that. What I'm basically getting at is a lot of men, from what I have seen, have issues around, let's say, other men potentially being interested in their woman, their girlfriend, whatever. Even men yeah. who are nowhere near as aggressive as this guy or as deranged as this guy or whatever it might be. Oh, so you're going out with your friends dressed like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is you think part of it was fear on his part of the side of you that was attracted to doing things like cam work because he knew the attention that could bring it. It just made him get really scared. Oh, yes. I'm sorry for misunderstanding you. Yes, definitely. I think that definitely contributed to what had happened <laughs> does this happen to you often then has this happened to you before with, with no women? not like this like of course you have your like jealous boyfriends right that see you talking to somebody but they don't make it a thing like this person did <laughs> 
And I think that's probably why, because you don't really see this coming, especially, like, the few years we were talking to each other. Like, I just thought it was, like, a harmless um, jealousy or he was only a little bit controlling because he cared, you know? And it's definitely a learning process. Looking the way you look, I find it hard to believe that you wouldn't have your pick of men. Like, you must have guys beating down your DMs, <laughs> hammering down like, oh, my God, you're gorgeous. When can I take you out? You know, oh, my God, you're amazing. Come on, let me, let's do this this weekend, etc. That's what I would imagine. So given that, how did you get into this situation where you're with this one guy who's, let's say, manipulating you and not treating you right, yet you're actually still with him? How did that yeah, actually come about? At the time, way before we decided we were going to be a thing, but we just started talking, I was actually getting out of a other relationship that I had been in for quite a long time. And at that time in my life, I just wanted to focus on me. So having somebody that was long distance, it was kind of nice. I was able to just do my own thing, but also have a thing with somebody that could potentially turn into something that I wanted. So yeah, I think that's kind of where my mind was going with it. I'm asking this because, like I say, this podcast is for men who want to learn to become more successful with women. And mm -hmm. there are lots of guys listening to this conversation who will be taking notes based on the mistakes that your ex has made. And be like, oh my God, is that what it looks like? <laughs> Jesus H Christ. But again, most men listening to this would find it hard to believe that you would have any real issues meeting men where men are concerned. So I guess what I'm getting at is on some level, would you say that even though you have all of this attention from men that actually there's a part of you that's still kind of lonely and still wants that human connection. So like all of the superficial attention that you might get, the DMs and stuff, on some level mm -hmm. it isn't really giving you what you really need. Yeah, definitely. I'm not someone who likes a lot of attention verbally because I know how meaningless it can come across or really be. So no matter how much attention I'm getting online through DMs, it really is about that one connection with that person. Um, yeah, it has to be deeper. <laughs> can I then ask then what it is that makes it hard for you or do you even have an idea of what it is that makes it hard for you to find that connection yeah how do I put that into words I I just require a level of maturity I guess and I do look for a certain type of connection that a lot of people don't have especially when it comes to the bedroom <laughs> so I like to be adventurous and oh, do you know <laughs> oh yes so well, let's talk you know... <laughs> let's talk <laughs> it's definitely hard to find that really it's hard to find a man who's adventurous in the bedroom yeah I don't know really? maybe I just have bad luck <laughs> Firstly, firstly, let's clarify what we mean when we say adventurous, because my idea of adventurous and yours might be completely different. So mm, what do you mean when you say it's hard to find someone who's adventurous? I like to like indulge in a lot of like role play or 
using a lot of toys i like i enjoy the build-up of sex you know like playing the kissing mm. and then there's like the finishing and then but a lot of people and not just men i don't want to just put it on men out there but a lot of people just do that stick and poke you know what i mean and <laughs> i like to have a bit more fun than that they stick it in they stick it out <laughs> in out in out they shake it all about and then that's it. <laughs> Shake it exactly, yeah. <laughs> Whereas what you want is a whole experience where there is the mood that's been set, there's a conversation, there's the eye contact, there's the physical contact, there's energy yeah. that's built and then the touch actually happens, but then the touch is taken away and then the touch comes back and then it builds even further. Exactly. So here's a funny thing because I came to this realization maybe a year ago maybe two that we as people are completely wrong about when sex begins because if you ask the average man when does sex begin he will say sex begins when the penis enters the vagina if you ask a man who's a bit more woke he'll say sex begins when the foreplay begins I have realized that sex actually begins the moment two people begin communicating Mm-hmm. everything that happens when two people who are going to sexually interact interact it's all a build-up to sex all of it all of it yeah exactly role play what kind of role play are we talking about um i'm quite submissive i like to be like leashed up and kind of just obviously i won't do everything and anything but i kind of just like being told what to do <laughs> but I also have a dominant side sometimes that comes out. So I know I like tying people up and like paddling and stuff. <laughs> Do you think that your ex was intimidated by your adventurous nature? I think so. He could have been. I think so as well. So... It's interesting because from doing this podcast, I speak to lots of different people. I speak to men who help other men to meet women. I speak to various Instagram models or whatever, just like women from all kind of areas of life. All of the women I speak to essentially want a man to take charge in the bedroom. But you're the first one that I've spoken to that I get a real kind of air of submissive energy from. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. It's almost like, you know the kind of vibe I get from you? What? Think of a Disney princess. Yeah. Let's say Belle from Beauty and the Beast, right? So you've got mm -hmm. Belle from Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> but with her sexuality completely unlocked. So it is still her personality, but you add like the X-rated, okay, now we are actually going to get down and do some stuff. You add that to her, that's what I get from you. <laughs> yeah and you know you're not the first person to kind of say that either you said it in a different way but yeah I've gone that before the cam work that you do is it a case that you're doing it for the money or are you also doing it because it turns you on on some level and you're acting out fantasies well, money's the nice part, but I actually started doing it just because 
I wanted to take myself out of my comfort zone. Wow. And yeah, and that will do it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you know, like I always was like quite a sexual person, so I wanted to find a way to express that by myself instead of finding it through other people. So, yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely fun. Do you do things just on your own or do you do things with other girls or or what? Like what kind of things do you have people tying you up? You said you like to be tied up. Do you get tied up on camera? On cam, I actually just do it by myself, unfortunately. But um outside of camming, um I am pretty straight. I'm a heterosexual for sure, but I've had my experiences with women. I've actually started getting into shibari this year. Shibari? So, yeah, which is um, rope bondage. Uh, okay, I know nothing about that, so talk to me. Well, I don't know too much. I'm still learning, but it's the Japanese traditional form of rope bondage. And it's pretty much what you see on People, like, I don't know if you've watched porn or anything, but it's just simple ties. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I've never seen porn ever in my life. Like, never. Just like, That's not, crazy. Never. I'm actually, like, impressed. That's amazing. I'm not being serious. I'm not oh, being I'm not being serious. Of course I am. Of course I am. I was like, Wow. <laughs> Yeah, if I was Pinocchio, my nose would be hitting the moon if I was to make that statement. <laughs> Just through the roof. So am I right in guessing then that you like or enjoy to feel completely helpless? Is that true? Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Is it tough for you to either A, find men who understand that need and B, make you feel helpless as well? Yeah, I think definitely both. <laughs> mm. I have noticed, like from my own life and also from men that I've spoken to, that most men, it's funny actually, we spoke about Disney princesses, but there's a saying that I always say, which is that men think women are like Disney princesses, but without the sexuality, as in wrap her up in cotton wool, treat her incredibly well, but ultimately... She's a dainty little virgin and anything sexual would terrify her. Do you have an element of that where the men who you meet, they treat you, they treat you one way, like they treat you like the Disney princess and they don't really allow you to access those other parts of your being, if you see? Is that something that happens? Um. Yeah, do you mean like they don't allow me to express that side? Yeah, like... Yeah. An example being, well, you said you like to be tied up, rope bondage. Well, they go, well, Sarah, she's a sweet little girl and she would never be into anything like this. <laughs> yeah, I think that could be part of it. And I think a lot of it also stems from their lack of confidence. And just not knowing exactly what they're doing. And I think a lot of men or women as well could be intimidated when the other partner in bed like kind of knows more than they do. So it's just that willingness as well to like let that side of the other person out. So you feel like you intimidate men sexually? Yeah, I think I do. 
<laughs> I don't know why I'm like so innocent, but I think it happens. Well, when you are in bed with a guy, and when I say in bed, I just mean like anything sexual. Are you as free and expressive then as you're being with me now? I would say so. I think maybe even a little more in the bedroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that explains a lot then. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me something that you really enjoy besides the rope bondage. Something I really enjoy. Yeah. That's sexual, right? <laughs> 1,000%. <laughs> I had to make sure. Um, honestly, like my greatest like turn on is just being someone's little pet. <laughs> someone's little pet. Yes. Like. Whoa. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you a story and then I'm gonna ask you to explain. But I was at a party, and at this party, this was like a sex party. But anyway, okay. there was a man, and the man was. I think he was he was wearing some sort of gimp suit or something like that. And there was a woman that was leading him around on a leash like he was a puppy. Mm-hmm. She would sit at a table and do what she was doing. And he would be at her feet like a puppy. And then she would periodically stroke him. And she would pass him to other women to stroke. And he was <sighs> literally just acting like a pet. Is that yeah. the kind of thing that you are talking about? Yeah, um, I definitely haven't done it in a public setting. I don't know if I would want it in a public setting quite yet. But yeah, just being like following someone or my master around, I should say, huh. um, would make me very happy. <laughs> so would you want your master to be like a kind and loving master or would it be a firm, strict, dominant master who is spanking you when you do the wrong thing? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I want a hard dom. <laughs> Do you want this hard dom to maybe leave bruises on you if you do the wrong thing? <laughs> yes, please. I uh, I need something to uh, remember it by. <laughs> Do you want to be choked and have your hair pulled? Oh, 110%. All of that. The rougher, the better. <laughs> the rougher, the better. So what we are trying to do then is we're trying to blur the lines between safety and danger. Mm -hmm. We want to not really be too sure where the hell we are. Yeah, there's definitely a limit in place that I have to have a safe word. <laughs> uh, do you like to be spat on? Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> I don't understand why, but I do. You're an interesting person, you know that. <laughs> I guess I do now. <laughs> and this has been inside you for years, and this is the reason why you decided to do the stuff that you do. Yeah. Because it's an avenue that lets you express this side of yourself. Exactly. Do you have the hardest orgasms? when you're being completely dominated yeah definitely i think i uh have a hard time orgasming so it does take quite a bit but the easiest way would definitely to be rough <laughs> have you ever 
been fucked by more than one person at the same time? I have. I've only had one experience like that, though. I get the feeling that you would enjoy more experiences like that. I think so. Yeah. I've, it's just hard to, you know, find the right people and setting, but I hope that it happens. <laughs> this is something I'm kind of getting from you. I interviewed the Dominatrix years ago. It's about yeah. four years ago. The video's on YouTube. Anyway... It was in a dungeon. So now we get into the dungeon, but there were different rooms in the dungeon. And we walk past this one room and there's a gangbang in that room. Now there was a woman. It's like a dark room. It's completely pitch black, except for a single red light, which is like shining on top of an altar. There's a woman laying there on that altar and she is being pounded by one man. And she's moaning and she's groaning, she's screaming, etc. But surrounding the altar, there's about 15 naked men who are all stroking themselves, waiting for their turn to fuck this woman. Damn. You're that woman. That sounds like... (laughs) That sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear, so, okay, I'm thinking where you're concerned, things like that, and also, like, a cock in every hole. (laughs) I'm a little iffy on the anal still, but I'm getting there. It hurts. (laughs) You see where this stuff is concerned, it's like... I imagine in your day-to-day life, you want to be treated with the utmost respect, right? Yes. Uh, But it flips around in a sexual context. Mm, Yeah, definitely. And then the respect that you demand in your day-to-day life is boring as all hell in the bedroom. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, people are fascinating, aren't they? Mm, Very. Uh, So you said... You were thinking about selling your underwear. Did you ever start doing that? I did. I only sold, I think, one or two pairs, but it actually was so sketchy that I didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped. <laughs> it was just like the creepiest thing to go by myself and like meet these strangers. <laughs> Okay, hold on, oh, yeah. on. So it's like, how, how did it work, though? So, like, walk me through the whole process of you getting a pair of panties into the hands of some random stranger, <laughs> like, from start to finish. Yeah, so you can't do it anymore because they changed the rules, but I used Craigslist, which is, like, the sketchiest <laughs> site you can use. And... <laughs> um, <laughs> And yeah, people would contact me from there. And it actually, out of like 25 messages, I made the two sales. So it was a lot of time wasted. And um, I met with the same person twice. And he actually seemed harmless. You met them? 
Yeah, because it was just in my city. Yeah, yeah, but hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you—that's your first mistake. You don't, you don't meet right? them. Right? Yeah, but surely yeah. you, you send it to them. That was my first mistake. Yeah, I was new. I was a little fresh baby Clearly. out there trying to find my way. Clearly, but you know what? God bless you, though. You're trying. God bless you. God bless <laughs> yes. you. But. I am no expert in the world of selling underwear, right? No expert. But I've sold things online before and it can't be that different. This is the way I would imagine. You advertise yourself however the hell you advertise, whatever kind of site it is. Fine. Then a man's like, oh my God. Oh, oh yeah. Oh God, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Let me buy your underwear. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me go. And then you're like, all right, cool. So this is what it's going to be. So then he sends the money to PayPal or something. Then I would imagine you would get yourself some kind of like zip bag that's sealy. And then you package it up and then you post it to him, surely. Yeah. I, I think that would be the safest way mm. to do it. And that, that and also that gives you a global reach as well. Because you don't want to just meet mm-hmm. men in your area. What if some man in Tokyo wants your underwear? What about him? Why not, right? He deserves it. He does. <laughs> this guy works hard, right? He works hard. <laughs> he just wants to sniff some underwear. Like. That's just what he wants. You know, you have your thing. Yeah. You know, you want it to be spat on and stuff. He just wants to sniff some underwear. That's it. Yeah. I fully respect that. And specifically your underwear as well. I know. What an honor. You are denying that man the opportunity to live out his dreams. Quite frankly, I think you're selfish. <laughs> Yourself, yeah, I, <laughs> it's unacceptable. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, you don't. Why? Well, all right. So, yeah, can you um tell me though a little bit more about what you do in general? So, you know, the whole of the camming stuff. Like, how does that work? What do you do? Blah blah blah. Right now, I I feel like I I don't do much. I just do my camming, and um, I do that only a few times a week and then uh, I have my only fans that is free to follow right now I haven't really put too much time and effort into it so it's kind of just like a back burner for the time being on my free time I just kind of like make side money making jewelry I'm learning wire wrapping um, but other than that that's kind of just me learning what sorry wire wrapping what's that um, so it's just jewelry making with wire mm. and you manipulate the wire um, and wrap it around different crystals and stones and turn them into necklaces. Mm. Yeah. That sounds Not as fun as the camming, but. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound as fun as the camming, but it is interesting <laughs> to a degree. Yeah, definitely interesting. But no, that's kind of what I do. Simple, simple. So with the camming, right? So. Is it hard for you to, let's say, take men seriously? Because on the one hand, let's say, let's say I'm, I'm just going to assume you're on Tinder. Let's say you are. So there's the men on Tinder who are like, hey, baby, I'm such and such. Let's go on a date. But then there's the men on the campsite who are like, oh, my God. Yeah. Let me pay money to look at you in your underwear. Yeah. Is it what's it like? navigating that where on the one hand you're making money off the fact that men want to fuck you but then on the other hand 
you presumably interact with other men who you might actually want to be fucked by. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, it's interesting. And it's definitely affected it because certain people definitely look at you differently once they know that you do that. But um, I don't know. I kind of just go with the flow with things anyway. So I know... Like, there'll definitely be, like, a dude out there that's completely fine with it. But do you look at men differently? That's kind of what uh, I'm asking. Yeah. Um, I, not really. Like, I kind of just accept them more, I think, if anything. <laughs> Knowing kind of, like, they're seeing both sides of, like, how they can be. Um, I've kind of just accepted it. I like what you've said there. Something I'll say about you and other women like you is women like you who do the sort of things that you do, and I don't even just mean like the camming, but, you know, you said, oh, I like to be tied up, I want this, I want that, I want to be spat on, blah, blah, blah. The only difference between you and a woman who is quote-unquote a good girl is that you're just more honest. That's it. Mm -hmm. You really like that. And it's like, I say this every freaking week on this podcast. I go, women aren't what you think. That the world <laughs> tells them that they have to act like virgins. But deep down, they want it just as much, if not more, than we do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that the way to get a woman to express that is to show her that you don't judge her for having that side of herself. And then once she actually feels that actually you accept her for being her and that this sexual part of her is just as valid and good and true and wonderful as the rest, then all of a sudden this like reservoir of rampant sexuality just opens and it's like a massive ocean. And it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Red Sea part. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not even like the sea parts. It's like the sea has been parted, but then you accept her and then the sea just comes crashing down on you. It's like, boom, oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh, sweet Jesus. I am drenched. <laughs> You're drenched in her juices. You're drenched. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else that you would like to say before we go? Oh, man. You know, I don't think so. Like, it's just been really fun being on here with you and talking with you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate your open nature. I really do. Yeah, no, I appreciate you giving the space. So, Oh, actually, actually, <laughs> uh, before we go, so I'm curious. Um, the men in your life who you meet that have absolutely nothing to do with your work, where do they usually come from? I meet a lot of them just through other people. I'm quite a hermit, so I usually just meet people through friends or, or events. And then if just online. But uh, yeah, it usually just stays as friends if I meet anyone. <laughs> you said online. So by online, do you mean like IG or do you mean like Tinder or dating apps? What, what kind of stuff? No, just Instagram. I tried the dating app thing once and it just wasn't for me. Mm. In what way? What didn't you like about it? This is just a lot of time wasted. <laughs> you get you have to spend so much of your time talking and planning and then it like ends up not working out. <laughs> when you meet guys, 
Do you normally tell them what you do immediately or is this something that kind of comes out, you know, after a date or two, a meet-up or two? No, I like being straight up, so I'll tell them. I think it's better that way. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I imagine something happens when you do that, though. So this is just my guess. I would imagine that you tell a guy, hey, by the way, I do all of this cam stuff and what have you. And he's like, oh, my God, that's awesome. And then he probably goes and checks it out. But then the more you see him, the more insecure he gets about it and the more he starts to dislike it. Is that true? Yeah, pretty much. And it's like, I just want to, like, make content with them. Like, I wish they were more into it. <laughs> So what you're looking for is a guy who is just as kinky as you, who is going to create some sort of page website thingy with you, and then the two of you can express your mutual kinkiness in front of the world. That would be amazing. <laughs> like, maybe it'll happen. Like, I don't want to put too much pressure on anyone, but that'd be really cool. <laughs> Hey, before we go, I've got some, another question that actually does come to mind. Have you ever been to a sex party? No. Um, the closest thing I've been to is called a kink party. So everyone kind of just dressed up in their kink wear and mm. there was a little bit of tying up and like a pool of these like jello type things people went in. Mm. But no, nothing too crazy. Is it on the to-do list? Yeah, I think I would. I'd be pretty curious if I heard about one happening, so I think I would go. Yeah, there's a really good one in the UK called Fever, which you would probably uh, enjoy. So too bad the UK so far. Well, don't get me wrong, I'm not telling you to take a flight to the UK to go to Fever, I'm just telling you it exists. But the way it works is, is that you need to be under 40 in order to go, and you have to send a picture of yourself to the management beforehand as well. So what that then means is that everybody that goes is reasonably young at least and good looking at least as well. Interesting. Yeah. Also, men have to go with a woman. What that then means is that you don't enter into a situation where it's just filled with horny men stroking their cocks. Like you don't have that kind of situation at all. Actually, yeah, the ratio... Like yeah, the ratio of men to women is actually really good. Yeah, that's good. I could see that being an issue if I didn't have that. Anyway, I think this could be a conversation for another time. So, Sarah, 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 thank you for your yes. time. It's massively thank appreciated. You. Massively, it's massively. It's been a pleasure. And it's been a pleasure to talk to you too. With your sweet yet somewhat horny Disney princess voice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this has been an episode of the Game Global Podcast. I have been Kieran and she has been Sarah. Thank you very much to the person who's listening. And I said this before, but I need to say it again. Sarah isn't actually that dissimilar similar to the average woman. She really isn't. She sounds like it because she's saying things that the average woman wouldn't say. But it's really just about honesty. That is the only real difference. Like Sarah is saying things that the average woman thinks but chooses to keep to herself. And as I've alluded to earlier, it, when you are with the women that you're with... 
if you judge them for being sexual, if you make comments around them like so-and-so is a slut or, or what have you, you will cause them to not want to be judged by you and to hide those elements of themselves from you. But if a woman can feel from her core that you don't judge her in the least for being who she was always born to be, then she will express that around you. Like, for instance, Sarah, would you say that part of your interaction with me throughout this call is the fact that you can tell that I actually have no judgment whatsoever for all of the things that you've said to me today? Oh, completely. Yeah, no, I've really appreciated it. But that is actually just because that's who I've always been. Even when Mm -hmm. I was younger and I had no idea how to meet women in any way, shape or form. I always remember being like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 and hearing, oh, if that girl has sex, she's a slut. And I remember thinking, well, that's not fair because if I had sex, I'm awesome. So why is it awesome for me but bad for her? Mm-hmm. Like I, I always asked myself those questions and I've never really had any judgment. And the thing is this, the conversation that me and you have had today I regularly have conversations like this with women and a lot of people listen and think, what is it that Kieran's doing? And it's not that I'm special. It's just that I actually don't have any judgment. And yes. then, yeah. And then when you have, when you don't have any judgment, people open up to you in a certain way and then you have conversations and physical experiences that are off limits to people who do judge. Mm-hmm. So with that goodbye to the listener goodbye 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 and thank you for your time oh say that again say that again goodbye (laughs) oh one more time and say like goodbye listener (laughs) goodbye listener oh sarah i like that i like that i like that (laughs) okay bye 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 i do have whatsapp Yo, 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 this is Kieran, and if you feel inspired by everything you just heard, but not quite where you want to be with women, I can help. What you need to do is go to calendly.com forward slash Kieran Callum to book in a free breakthrough session with me. We will speak about where you are right now, what you're dealing with, what you're struggling with, and how to get you from where you are to where you want to be. Calendly.com forward slash C-I-A R-A-N-C-A-L-L-A-M Take it easy. Goodbye, listeners. (laughs) Thank you.